The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. Happy New Year. I'm Tim Chelsvik. I'm Matt Drury, and we are brought to you by Onyx Hunt. An app that I've been using quite a bit <laughs> as I move trail cameras around trying to catch something that's daylighting. Tra- trail cameras and tree stands. I'm <laughs> not someone that moves both those things as much as you do, but you hunt in a, in a much different style than I'm accustomed to. And based on kind of what you tell me, I think that's... <laughs> Sometimes I got a horse lady showing up yeah. on one of my spots. And so that kind of ruins it. I found... So um, I, I'm using, I think, I think it's one of the ultra fires that we have here at the studio and someone has been messing with it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I went up on, on a ridge where I had a horse lady coming through. Take, uh, we got a lockbox here, don't we? We probably do. What I'm thinking about doing is setting up another camera yeah. and trying to trying to catch them. But I found the trail cam. It was on the ground. So first off, I think it's someone that is not a hunter because they didn't realize what they had in their hands. About a thousand dollars, probably what five, six hundred. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, But as I checked the card, there were there was like an Android file system put on it. So it's like someone popped it into an Android device, popped the card in and checked the camera and then (laughs) put it then put the card back and. And then the camera like defaulted and it stopped taking pictures. Oh, on the I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, doggone, I just can't, I can't catch a break. Yeah. I, my season has been more interesting just with the number of intrusions, but I do have a buck. I'm calling him broke ear. He's a, he's a big seven who daylighted on me right around Christmas time. And he's still coming through the property I'm hunting. It's just at nighttime. That's like you pull up the preview of all your pictures and it's, Nighttime, 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 nighttime. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just so Well, you have difficult. no food source. Uh, natural browse, but you have no like yeah. destination food source that they're going to. You, well, unless you and, consider. Yeah, unless you consider your friendly neighbor. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on a ridge and I'm watching deer go past me. And there's just no shooters. They're going past me, but they're all going down to this one spot. And there's like a flurry of squirrels down there running around. I've never seen so many squirrels in one place. Well, then I realized, well, there's a friggin' pile of corn down there. Yeah. And so the, on na- the neighbor on the neighbor. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'm done here. And that's a whole other thing. But now this could be said, he might be doing you a favor in one respect. If they're all going one way right past you, but in another respect, if you're close enough, you're the one that would get in trouble. For yeah. Him. And I, I just, I, I don't want any, any part of that. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll handle that, handle that guy kind of, uh, as I need to, but it's like, yeah. it's just been one just thing one after, thing after another season. this season. Yep. Brutal. Still have not killed a buck. And, and I was kind of going back through my records. I, I think this may be the, and we've got a couple of weeks left in the season here. It's early January. It may be the first season in probably six or seven years. I've not taken a buck. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get a chance here in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And the deer will have shed half. Oh, that's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's the old broke ear because this deer's ear is straight up broke it's just yeah. hanging down like he got busted up fighting or something yeah he'll probably you yeah. see that every once in a while dad had a deer they used to call floppy and you you see that sure. every once in a while where it's just one's limp <laughs> all the time well when you watch these deer fight it's yeah it's just unbelievably violent yeah i have my two biggest shooters both have broke um, brow tines. I assume potentially they've, cause the one, the, the oldest deer I got on the farm, he's six and a half years old and he's 
the biggest deer I got on the uh-huh. farm. I haven't seen him all year. We we had an encounter with him last year, but I haven't seen him at all this year. We have a shed, and he kind of disappeared around um, around the time that the farmer cut the corn and uh, are har- harvested the corn and then he shows back up here on christmas morning mm-hmm. on my trail camera right in front of my blind that i have about an acre and a half two acres of was he standing in daylight beans. no okay. it was it was like 6 a.m okay and he has a broken brow tine well when we finally started getting pictures of 2s2 the other deer i'm on that i've had multiple encounters <laughs> with all year <laughs> as we have documented here yes he was missing a brow tine. So for the big deer, and, and, and he's, like I say, six and a half years old. He had a split brow mm-hmm. on one side. The The extra brow is mm-hmm. what's missing. Great. And then on 2S2, it's his left brow is missing. So I just kind of assume maybe they got tied up. Yeah. And, I, you know, who knows? Who, who really knows? But they're both kind of busted up a little bit. Not enough that I wouldn't shoot either one of them. I mean, I would still no hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen to us to another couple times since our last podcast, which has been several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had the Christmas break. I didn't really hunt during that and then kind of got back after it. And, you know, that late season pattern on this lease, they're always coming off my neighbor, uh, my neighbor's farm and he's got, he's got cut beans and, they got this gigantic hillside and he's always coming off this. The, the deer always come off this hillside. They, they bed up there mm-hmm. in the late season. They just kind of watch over everything. Yeah. And Which so probably makes access a little difficult. It's brutal. I have no way to get in to where I want to get in without them really watching you walk in the whole way. About yeah. the, all you could do is go in early mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Hope they forget you're there, which I'd usually, if they see you walk in a spot, they're going to, if they even decide to come down, they're going to eye it up, up and down, up and down. They're real leery of it no matter what time you go. They don't forget in my experience, at least on that farm. So anyways, um, they're, they're coming off that hillside. They're eating. I don't know what, what they're eating because the farmer on my farm and their farm harvested the beans Mm -hmm. long time ago. I mean, you wouldn't think there's remnants of beans left on the ground but i guess there are i don't know but there's also this um green you know weeds or whatever that are growing up you know it's been warm enough here in st louis area the midwest in general where (laughs) it's starting to kind of pop up and so i think there's eating a lot of that green that's in those fields but i mean i'm talking you'll see 40, 50 deer a night. Uh, and I'm looking, this is a big area that we're overlooking from where I'm sitting. Yeah. Well, so anyways, he, I've seen him a couple nights do the same thing and it's on a wind where I can't really get that close to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just sit back, you know, five, 600 yards away and you watch your night pass you by, you know, the nothing you can do about nothing it. you can do. You're sitting there. We've had plenty of action on the beans that we're sitting on. Just those mature bucks aren't there which what sucks about it is i'm sitting exactly where i've had several encounters with him earlier yeah. in the year yeah it's part of his territory and i got like it's muzzleloader season right now today's the third january 3rd it's muzzleloader season missouri like i have the ability to reach out and touch him where he's been walking out but he's not walking out there he's changed his pattern and now he's coming from the neighbors and he comes down and he feeds over to our side so a few nights a few afternoons ago it was new year's eve no, no, it was New Year's Day. Uh, Scott and I went and popped up a muddy infinity blind and we brushed it in really good. That kind of puts us 
right in the action. The problem yeah. is it's only really good for southerly winds mm-hmm. and which we had a couple a couple yeah. days in a row um, and and our sits really sucked both both days. Mm-hmm. And it was curious because I sent, you know, I sent we have a group text with Mark and Terry and the the producers of the show yeah. and, and the editor of the show 13 and just kind of keeping everybody up to date on what we saw every day. We keep a journal and and it, I, I kept the group up to date. said, hey, we're moving in on this deer, getting really aggressive. And Mark's like, love the move, you know, good call. He's like, I just hope I, he goes, I assume it's the first south there. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just hope your herd doesn't switch betting areas. And I'm like, I didn't even think about that. that <laughs> like would suck. That, that's yeah. what they did. They, there were nowhere. They, I feel like they filtered down into my green <clears throat> fields, which wouldn't be that, you know, out of the realm of mm-hmm. possibility on warm days that they're going to green. But I just kind of felt like, Hey, we watched them two, three nights in a row do this. They're still going to do this. And they definitely did not. And part of it could be because they watched us pop up the blind, I, you know, who knows? Uh, yeah, it's hard telling. Who knows? But deer come out from so many areas there that only the deer that are right above us would have saw us do what we did. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like they had switched betting areas. It's something I would have never thought of. And it's something that one more thing that, you know, you listen to Mark and Terry, it's like, it's just, you're still playing checkers. Well, yeah, there it's like, Oh, okay. I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> it's a new level. I got to consider now. Yeah. And he was right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I let, we did not hunt yesterday, which I could have sat that blind again yesterday. We had the right wind, but yeah. I was like, the pressure was so low. Deer cast was saying poor, the, but which doesn't deter me all the time. Anyways, I would have still, Hey, it's, we're down at the end of the season. Go, when you can go. Yeah. but the pressure was so low cloud cover high, you know, it was just, it was warm. I was like, I'm going to let it rest tonight. Tonight we have a decent wind where I'm going to go sit those beans again, which puts us back to where we're four or 500 yards Mm -hmm. back. But I felt like, all right, let's go in there and let's just look, let's just watch, observe, get some MRI. And hopefully it gave the deer time to adjust that blind a couple. It's been there three nights now. Sure. We can watch to see if they flip out or not, or if they move around or what they do around that blind. Mm-hmm. Cause even though it's brushed in, it's one gigantic blob, you know, against yeah. the fence line. So mm-hmm. it still stands out. So let's kind of observe, watch, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe one of our shooters will walk into those beans. It's, it's, it's cooling off today. Pressure's rising. You know, all those other conditions are decent, Yeah, but and tomorrow's <clears throat> going to be awesome. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. And so here's the play. I got to decide whether or not to hunt, aggressively it's basically my second to last night to hunt because we want okay. to go to ata and yeah muzzleloader season ends and then all bets are off you know getting in bow range it can happen but it, it, it's really it's tough very tough time of year. and then whether or not they shed their antlers list goes on and on so i'm going to mm-hmm. get aggressive and i think on a west northwest wind if it holds true like it's supposed to we're going to go sit that blind mm-hmm. which kind of puts our wind it puts it out to where if the deer that always get out in front of the bucks, all the does, all the other deer, all the young bucks get out and feed in front. Like they always do. I could get winded. I don't, you know, there's, there's that chance. The only thing I could think is, Hey, we brushed in the blind with a bunch of cedars that helps. Certainly it smells like a Christmas tree. (laughs) Scent crusher up, spray down, use infield ozone, shower right before we go out to do everything, everything that you yeah. can possibly do and just push it and hope 
Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's your Hail Mary at this point. It really is. So we're going to give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see. The other element that's been introduced is I now have to take Cameron with me. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's, <clears throat> so that's a new element for sure. Yeah, we're on the, the, the ground, obviously, in a ground blind. And he's so I've been talking to him about it. Because the other night he couldn't go with me. Well, he could have. It was perfectly fine, but it was the day we went to set that blind up. It mm-hmm. was warm and he could have sat through it, but it was going to be a long day and yeah. I didn't know what I was in store for. So I didn't want to bring him. And he went upstairs. He watched me leave. Then Randa said he went upstairs and he cried and, oh. you know, <clears throat> for a long time. That and, just kills you. Yeah. And I was, so, of course, and then it was a crappy night. Like, pushed, you know, even made it worse. It's like, uh, it was. Yeah. I, I, I wasted time. Yeah. I, you don't get that day back with your family mm-hmm. and so anyways i'm like all right i'll bring i'll bring you this weekend bud because none of his stuff was ready and you know i didn't i need to yeah it's, all his stuff, it's a whole procedure a whole just thing. to bring a kid to make the sure i got food and all the stuff i need for him to keep him you know because it's gonna be a long long afternoon sit so anyhow we're gonna have to scott and i have to deal with that and figure out how we <laughs> Get him in there. Oh yeah, I kept saying, "Is Scott gonna be there? Where Scott can Scott come Kids over?" Love Scott. Yeah. So, anyways, I gotta figure it out. Um, <clears throat> the biggest thing I'm concerned. Well, two things I'm concerned with. A, uh, just the room and the blind. Like you know, Scott and I were cramped. It's 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 big enough for two people. Mm-hmm. It's a th- I guess a three person blind, but with all the gear that we have to carry in, it it makes yeah, it that's like tight. another person. And we've been bringing in two muzzle loaders, so I got the traditions. You know, they're both loaded, yeah. and so if you have to have a follow up shot instead of having to reload real quick, at least you got another weapon they t- right they, there they duct tape to each other so you just flip it over <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, got, I got a real cool invention here because <laughs> so, top guitar that one's ready so anyways we got two uh gun cases we got two guns we got all the stuff you got to have a muzzle you got your tinsing backpacks you got all the camera gear you got the two yeah. money chairs so now let's bring cameron so, and, so it's gonna be a circus and hope that he doesn't move because my gut instinct is there's gonna be a lot of deer around us close and close. it's probably gonna be quiet. Yeah. And you know, he's wearing a snowsuit because it's gonna be cold mm-hmm. and sh- 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 you know, so we'll see. It's a Hail Mary on many fronts. <laughs> no kidding. It will be a miracle if we actually have a chance at our deer and then if we actually kill her. Yeah, I mean you'll get style points for doing it with Cameron there too. Oh, so I I'm excited. To bring him with it's it should be a great night. It should be. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. If push comes to shove, it's not like we need the kill for the show. We've got mm-hmm. plenty of stuff already in episode 13. It's right. it, we're good there. We're good as a company. It's kind of a personal it's a vendetta. It is. Yeah. Like this, I swear I've seen that deer nine or ten times. I'll have to go back and count. Nine or ten times where I've visually seen him, you know, whether it was five hundred yards or fifty yards yeah. or thirty yards. A lot <laughs> of, <laughs> waving at him. Yeah. He, he he knows I'm there. He's smarter than I am. And He's probably got a name for you. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, my, my buddy, I, we, I, we got a group of guys that I text with. We kind of keep each other up on our bow hunting pursuits. And and they've nicknamed me Thanos because I've killed so many does this year. And I feel like I just need a rack buck to walk in front of me and I can make the shot and yeah. I can, but really like the two times I've had opportunities, I've lost the opportunity because of self filming, you know, reaching up to move the camera. Yeah, brutal. I don't know how you do any of what Well, you obviously do. I don't. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I go, well, that that's true. I can kill a lot of those. And that's one thing I have lacked in this year because I just, every time I'm, 
hunting, it's usually the, a really good day to hunt. And I'm like, all right, could be any minute. And, yeah. and a lot of times I have, you know, when you see this deer so many times, you're like, he could be it, it could, 20 yards just off exactly, the field or like, something. Why mm-hmm. shoot a doe when I'm trying to shoot this buck? And that's cost me probably meat in the freezer and, you know, the, the managing the herd is a whole different story. We've done a crappy job at that. So mm-hmm. I'd love to kill his deer on Saturday. So there's a couple extra days with the muzzleloader in hand to actually go take some does. Sure. So, well. Anyhow, that's the saga continues. <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've killed an antler, a really great antlered buck though this year yeah. on your own property. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing to have it said. Is, you it did. is, it, but it's weird. I don't know if it's because it's not the one I was after or if it doesn't have, feel like it doesn't feel like I've done anything. I, well, it's a I weird mean, feeling. You killed gnarly last year, your biggest buck of your yeah. life. How do you feel now about gnarly? Well, Still pretty good about okay. it. <laughs> Still, well, I'm, uh, and you, I killed my second biggest deer last year too. I killed the biggest two deer yeah, of my life that's, last year. That's so, right. Yeah. I didn't expect to have a banner year and especially with EHD and all the things that happened mm-hmm. at dad's, I knew it was going to be tough. I was going to have to stick it out the least, make it happen, which I've never been able to do. So the thing about it that should be more satisfying is that I've actually succeeded on this lease that I've never had any luck, but for some reason it hasn't satisfied me because the deer that I should have killed earlier yeah, and I've seen so many times, I'm not good enough to get on them yet. You know, I've made aggressive moves. We've hung new sets. We've, you know, I feel like we've done everything we should or could Mm -hmm. just, he's better. Deer deer hunting is a great, I've had a lot of time to think and understand. (laughs) Sit there (laughs) silently. Just do nothing. nothing. Because you don't hunt just afternoons. You hunt all day. Well, I, 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 I have... I have been more strategic in my time, especially here late season as deer movement it's gets you later. were out of vacation days. Well, that, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm literally w- watching the phase videos in deer cast and, and the tactic breakdowns. And those are so good. Uh, and so I've, I've just I've frankly learned quite a bit. From yeah. it. Um, but I, I think deer hunting is a great, is a great cultural uh, require it should be a cultural requirement for most people because it reminds you there are no participation trophies. You don't get an A for effort. No, you just like you succeed or you don't. Yeah, and you learn stuff and you keep pushing and and you may not get rewarded. If I had to do it just to feed my family, I feel very confident that I'm a good enough hunter. I could feed my family. Yeah, you could kill but, some stuff. <clears throat> you know, trying to catch up with a five and a half, six and a half year old mature whitetail. Buck, you know, it's just a different, different, it is a different level. And people that think that, you know, whether you have private land or whether you have, you know, these big farms like Mark and Terry, it, it, I don't care who you are, where you hunt. It's always hard. Yep. It is. Especially when you got a lady on horseback coming through. In your situation, (laughs) it's even harder. Hats off to you. Bridezilla, horseback lady. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, why don't we get into the question of the day? Sounds good. Question of the day is brought to you by Sportsman's Channel, exclusive home of Winchester and Drury's Natural Barn. This is new for us. We moved. Yeah, it's cool. We moved uh, Natural Barn, and I think we're in season nine or 10. We moved it over from Pursuit Channel to Sportsman's Channel starting here in the first quarter of 2020. So we're really excited about that. New home for us and um, Sunday nights, I think it's 930 Central Mm -hmm. is the prime time airing, but it airs four times a week. So, uh, you know, the folks that haven't been able to catch it up to this point, 
we'll be able to now. It's pretty cool. The cool thing about that show is just the sheer variety. Yeah, yeah. It's turkey, it's predator, it's it's big game, it's whitetail. It's usually, I mean, there's usually no less than like three kills in a 30 minute episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's wham bam. It keeps it interesting. Yeah, it keeps it rolling. So we're proud of what does wham bam mean? Um, boom bam, it's something awesome. It's a cool thing people say. Yeah. People, cool people. I've never heard of it before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bob Miller, help us out here, buddy. What's going on, guys? Bob Miller coming at you from Michigan. Got a question for you guys regarding all the tools and things that we have at our disposal as deer hunters. If you guys could only pick one tool for the rest of your life to hunt with, what would it be? Would it be the use of running trail cameras? Would it be the use of being able to pull your phone up and look at barometric pressure? Or would it be the use of looking at your seven-day forecast to plan a hunt? How about looking at when the full moon is going to hit on a calendar? Would you use that? We can look outside and see if there's a full moon or not. But what about planning a hunt the week before a full moon or the week after? Just kind of curious what you guys would pick, the one tool that you would use, and uh, how would you use it to your advantage? Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. We intend to, Bob. Good Thanks question. For listening. And and if you want to leave us a question, you can do that. It doesn't cost anything. You can do it for free. Go to drewgoodgoods. <laughs> you, you lose your dignity if you ask us a question. <laughs> I, I had to resort to, had to resort to to asking deer hunting questions to Matt and Tim. Um, just go to dreyoutdoors.com slash podcast and click the send voicemail button and uh, and leave us your name, location, and what your question is. <clears throat> It's a good question. It's we talked. It's it's deeper than it is. I, we started to get into it before the show, and then it's like we need to save it. Yeah. But. So, <clears throat> you know, first of all, my first instinct would say your weapon, but you said okay, that doesn't count. Yeah. You got to throw Can't that wish out. Wish for more wishes. Throw deer cast out. Okay, throw those two things out. You know, mine would probably be more gear related, and and that's what you had said as well. I feel like I would want to bring a range finder because frankly, that's something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Even I could stare at a spot range of 50 times and I swear to you, I still can't remember what forget I forget what it was. Yeah. So now there's other, there's old school ways to go about that. You could have, you know, you could step it off before, you know, in the yeah. off season tape, tape or spray paint, which I used to certain color do, trees. Dad yeah. used to do that kind of stuff as well. So, I mean, there, there are ways to go about it in the heat of the moment. I just kind of like to have a range finder. Yeah. That, that was my first take on it. He's got a great point about trail cameras and, you know, would you hunt as hard if you didn't know what deer were there? They certainly changed the game. Yeah. That would be, that would be top of the list. As far as pressure or knowing the wind or I kind of feel like I got a handle on what I feel like I know a good day Mm -hmm. to hunt would be just based on, you know, experience. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that if you can't predict it ahead of time, you know, it really, I only, I only hunt afternoons other than during the rut and in the rut, you're going to hunt every day anyways that you can Mm -hmm. morning and evening. So I really don't, I mean, take a wind checker, (laughs) <laughs> or if they can't use that, throw a leaf in there or whatever, right, yeah. you know, whatever there are multiple it is. Ways of figuring that out. So that, for me, it'd be rangefinder or knowing what the wind is doing. Okay. How about you? Well, do you remember the early rangefinders that had, it was like the, the focal adjust on a camera and you would like, you had a dial on top of it. Mm-mm. And so like it, 
it would like the old cameras, you looked in them and kind of the center of the, the, the lens, the, the viewfinder would be out of focus and you would like run the focus <laughs> enough to where it would line up the top yeah. and the bottom halves would line up and that would tell you you're in focus. <laughs> it would do that, but the dial had little numbers on it to tell you oh, that's 20 yards, oh, that's wow. 30 yards and it would be out of focus and had no idea. This was like the, the mid to late nineties, I think. And that was about the technology that, yeah. that my buddies and I had, and we, and we just had one range finder. So we'd go set up our stands and this is, we're in college and we're broke and you know, you're just, you're sharing gear. And so yeah. we'd go to our stands and range it and then set it all out. And, but yeah, that was, that was way back in the day. 63. Cause I, I graduated high school in 99. I don't remember any of this stuff. Really? Yeah. Of yeah. course I quit hunting in 97, I think yeah. sophomore year killed one and said, Hey, <laughs> this is it. easy. I'm out of here. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I turned 41 in uh, in February. I know. I get my AARP card in the mail and, and everything. But uh, but it's amazing how how things have come so far in such a short amount of time with technology. But just getting back to Bob's question, I think <clears throat> my shooting has my shooting has been revolutionized by the release aid. Like I, mm. when I was, well, I, I, man, I just took that for granted. <laughs> I, I, I grew up bow hunting and, and my dad and I started with cowhide tabs. Yeah. So you shoot three fingers, one above two below the knock and tabs or, or the, 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 the fingered gloves you'd put on. Yeah. Um, and then I, I went to a, when I really started getting back into bow hunting in the two thousands, I shoot the, the 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 finger release, and then I went to a handheld release, and that has really revolutionized my shooting. Hmm. And I, I I shoot so much better with that, and I feel like I can do everything else. Like I can know where and when. Well, this isn't fair because you said the weapon's a given. So to me, the release aid's part of the weapon. It's an accessory, and I have choices within that. Like because then I you could, could say sights. <laughs> well, you could, but you could say Come like on, you could say a type of sight. The sight's not the weapon. This is BS. Well, would would you go back and change? Like, would you would you pick something on your rig or an accessory? Well, you, to me, you can't have one without the other. I can't have the bow without the sights. I can't have the bow and sights without the release aid. I can't have the bow and sights and release aid without the arrow. Could I can't have all that the without aid. the bow. I don't want to. <laughs> well, that that's different than can. But to me, it's a weapon. It's all part of the weapon. The broadhead, the arrow, because mm-hmm. at that point, I'd say the broadhead. It's the tip <laughs> the, of the spear. The, well, the rage, I mean, even within the world of broadheads, you could choose different broadheads, but the rage has revolutionized the way for us, people, certainly. like especially on a marginal hit, yeah. you can count on, on still recovering that deer. You're going to get hate email now, Tim. <laughs> Probably will. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but the uh, mechanicals the, the um the 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 handheld release really just changed the way I shoot. So I I feel like you know deer cast is is a given. It's ta- it's taught me a lot. Um, but I feel like if if I can't seal the deal when I'm right there with the deer, nothing else matters. It's kind of the one of the last links. Yeah, the questions to <clears throat> to multi pretty broad it's yeah a pretty it's, broad question it's to really na- nail it down because like i said I, to me it's the weapon if you really want to go to that it's the weapon itself mm-hmm. can't can't kill it without the weapon yeah unless you're carving up a spear unless you're tim wells or somebody who's more of a man than you or i will ever be <laughs> yeah the, the whole and that whole conversation we had about atlatls i want to kill a deer with an atlatl you can't kill so a deer with a bow bad, so man. i can kill six does <laughs> so i can and then and then like like people are shooting them with handguns that's kind of interesting to me but not i 
I, I think, and this is kind of how I like, I just, I want to kill animals with my bow. Yeah. I think people that, that mostly hand, that handgun hunt for deer, they just like their handgun a lot and they want to shoot their handgun. Yeah. I don't know enough about it. I mean, I, I remember back in the day when dad and Mark used to hunt the 40 acre club in Bloomsdale, Missouri, long time ago when I was a kid, there was one guy, forget his name, something Johnson. I forget his name, first name. Anyways, he, Jeremiah? no, he, he used, I don't remember. I feel like it was like a 44 mat. And like this gun was gigantic. It yeah. was a handgun. And it was always, there was always like a, like a mystery to that. Like, <laughs> it's like yo, the dirty hairy of the so deer so is using his, <laughs> his pistol again. I don't recall that guy ever killing anything with it, but it was just like, I, it was kind there of was a lot a of chatter. To it. There was a mystique to it. So, you know, it's interesting. My uncle just killed a doe with his handgun up in Michigan and he, he's a reloader. He loves, I mean, he's a, a an ex army guy just loves firearms and it's just another way for him to enjoy his, his, yeah. his handgun. And it's kind of interesting. That's but cool. It's not, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you're, I guess, 10 to 15 yards. Yeah. So you're just, you're closer probably than you are with a, it's probably more like having to get as close as you would with traditional, um, archery, archery tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, 10, 15, 20 max, maybe. Do you ever have the desire to shoot something with a recurve bow? No, I've shot. So Dr. Grant Woods, we went and visited a, um, this would have been like the first or second year I worked here. Oh, four ish. We went and visited this ranch in Missouri called the Blackbird. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful piece of property. It's a, it's kind of a famous piece of property, uh, in Missouri. And, and, um, I don't even know why. I, I don't know if the people were asking Mark and Terry's opinion uh, on management or what. I don't remember why we were there. Uh-huh. And, and Grant was there and he was a consultant or whatever. So <clears throat> he was hunting with a mm. traditional archery. Cool. And I had the pleasure of getting to film him that night. Oh, neat. And so during the day we were practicing, he was showing me how to shoot it and all that. It was extremely difficult. I mean, props to, I know like a Josh Bomar d- oh, yeah. is pretty proficient. I know a few guys that, that do that kind of stuff and Grant and I'm sure Tim Wells is a master at it no, as no well, doubt. but, um, I don't have that desire because I don't, I fear I wouldn't have enough time to be as proficient as you need time to be is really a big part of it with, I could pick up my compound bow and be within, you know, a few inches of what a killing zone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, you know, a grouping yeah. of four inches, five inches, whatever it may be. <laughs> I feel good about that. And I, I wouldn't feel good enough about going with the traditional. Cause you don't archery. want to wound an animal. No, uh, no. And, I, and I've always felt like I want to, I want to fill my buck tags. And then if I have time left in the season, then I would go <laughs> to something else. But that does not happen. This You'll year. never shoot traditional <laughs> archery. <Say> <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday. Well, uh, let's, let's hop into the wildlife word. Wildlife word is olfactory receptors. The olfactory receptors. Yep. Guessing you don't know it because you didn't <laughs> I, pronounce I, it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mind went here. to a dumb, dirty high school place. <laughs> oh, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah, let's. <laughs> uh, the olfactory receptors are chemoreceptors located in the olfactory epithelium, which is just a fancy word for tissue uh, in animals' noses. Deer have up to 297 million olfactory receptors versus about 5 million in humans. Losers. Which is why they can smell us from so far away. I see. And uh, someone, someone. How many did turkeys have? 
I don't know. Zero, but the, one. I mean, can you imagine if turkeys could smell? Oh, we'd never kill them. You'd never kill a single one. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, uh, Someone on Facebook was giving us a hard time about killing deer. What? Yeah, believe believe that. <laughs> we have an influx of people from different countries that are giving us a hard time about killing. I don't know what's going on, but I think if if people like people say, "Oh, these poor defenseless animals," well, really, they can run about forty five miles an hour. They can see in the dark. They can smell you a mile away. They can jump ten foot, you know, standing yeah. right over a fence. They're kind of superheroes. In but a you're sense. in a tree. That's yeah, not you're fair. in a tree, or you have a um, high tech. Yeah. High tech bow or high powered rifle yeah. or suck it. They're really it's not that easy. They're really not as defenseless, <laughs> especially when you unleash you and I on them as, uh, as people In make fact, them act if they be. were hunting us. Yeah. We'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been busted by so many does this year that were like coming up behind me and I'm yeah. going to come to full draw on another one and they start stamping and yeah. Stamping. Yeah. You know, their foot and they see something they don't stomping. like. And, Stomping, stamping, potato, Let's end potato. This charade. Let's do it. Hey, we gave away a farm. We're getting ready to I unveil just, it. Just gonna say, like, we don't have to. We don't have to push the farm anymore. <laughs> we gave it away. It's, we gave away everything. We gave away. We got nothing left. We people. got nothing left in the <laughs> hopper. Literally, we gave one hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars worth of gear away from January through December, and then we probably gave away another fifteen thousand, at least for the twelve with days. the twelve giveaways. Of yeah, Christmas. twelve giveaway of yeah. Christmas. So. You have it. Everything we had, we gave. Don't, Don't knock on our door. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're tapped out. What was amazing to me was how pissy some people were in the 12 giveaways. Like, well, who won day seven? It's like, hey, man, chill out. We are picking them. them. Yeah. They aren't answering their emails, which is a whole different story. Go to your email, whitelist us, say we're not spam. Thank you. Whatever. So anyhow, ATA next week, we're going to be there Friday, January 10th, 2 p.m. at the Scent Crusher booth. We're going to give away that farm. Tell everybody who won it. They're going to be there. It's a pretty good, feel-good story. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, go there and ask the guy or woman. If you could hunt the property, yeah. Well, introduce yourself and yeah. say, "Hey, congratulations! Mind inviting me up? Yeah. See how that goes. Sixty <laughs> or, acres or not? <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We're excited about 2020 and everything it's it's going to bring, uh, and, and more more uh, uh, enhancements to deer cast. Yep. And so, uh, so just keep Tim and I tuned. are back there. You know. Slaving over a keyboard. Yeah, yeah well, I've code. got the screwdriver and you got the hammer and <laughs> we're, we're knocking the heck the, out of something. Reverse the polarity on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like monkeys trying to I need out more a power. <laughs> so, <laughs> all, all right. right. Happy New Year. Hope you guys are better at killing deer than we are. Peace out. <laughs> See ya.